Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday post-walk-off celebration, uh, September 8th. Uh, my name is Javier Reyes, your host of this podcast, obviously. Uh, check out a follow Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which you could find at J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll try to address them here on the show. You could also check me out on the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com. And today's today's podcast, as promised, it's the mid-season-ish awards. You know, we recorded these a couple days ago. Uh, I recorded this with Brady Lima for our Faithful Chronicle, and it was a super fun conversation. I've been kind of teasing it a lot, I feel like, over the last week of how excited I was to do this. And it was great. Um, part two is going to come at you tomorrow, but for now we get to part one, and I'm just going to let it go. You know, let's just let's just get right into it. It's very straightforward, guys. We're talking, we're doing, we're making awards. So without further ado, guys, let's go. And everybody, welcome to another episode and another interview slash guest. And I wanted to have a different guest on today because, you know, I usually have locked on hosts on a locked on Padres podcast that, that might make sense for everybody. Uh, it's usually what we go around here, but I want to have someone different because we have a very exciting kind of topic today. And that's the the midseason ish rewards why is it ish because i forgot to do this earlier when it would actually would have aligned with the actual uh midpoint of the season but it's it's okay uh i'm being joined by uh a cool guy right he's the site editor for fryer faithful chronicle you might know him for firing off some questionable tweets on the bird app he's a sergeant or what would you what would you have your rank be what would you call yourself a padres twitter are you a are you a uh, captain attorney general lieutenant chief of staff like what would you call yourself for padres twitter <laughs> You know, I think I've still got a couple runs to go on that. Um, you know, I started off when I started off tweeting about the Padres, I was basically talking to myself and now I got a little bit of an audience. So we're moving yeah. on. That. Am I at the yeah. top? No, um, but we're getting there. We're getting let's there. give let's give you a lieutenant for now. I'll call you lieutenant. Lieutenant, of Padres. lieutenant let's take it. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Brady Lip of like I the aforementioned stuff. And first of all, just before we get into these awards and whatnot, uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, you know, the Padres, they had been playing well. They made all the moves at the deadline. Um, so I was riding high on that. And then they kind of took a step back a little bit. Clevenger's debut offense was nowhere to be found. Um, mm-hmm. And then yesterday they were, you know, pretty uninspired as well. Um, but I've kind of taken a little bit of time to, to put it all in perspective. Um, it's a little frustrating sometimes to watch the Padres kind of just go without a fight. Um, but there, there's 24 and 17. When you step back, they're sitting pretty. So, um, all in all, I think they're still in a good spot, and that means I'm in a good mm-hmm. spot too. Yeah, perfectly said, Ben. And as we're we're recording this on uh, Sunday, uh, you guys are probably going to hear this on Tuesday, um, and potentially Wednesday if this goes long enough for two parts. Uh, also, Hunter Redford just homer, just random. I don't know why. I just wanted to <laughs> throw that out there. <laughs> Old friend of ours. Um, and I wanted to have Brady on because I was like, look, I want to have like a Padres person, a pod, someone from the Padres Twitter that I've more and more discovered and delved into over the years to have these awards. And it's a little mid-season award show. Uh, there's like five categories. Uh, the categories are best social media, uh, most disappointing player, best moment, worst moment, and most underrated moment. Very simple, straightforward categories. I talked to Brady before we started the call that I was thinking of doing a Jace Tingler award, but I feel like we'll find a way to, to talk about it in some fashion. Uh, and basically how it's going to go is I'm going to, list some personal nominees that i came up with and then brady's gonna add any that he might have and then we'll choose a winner for these esteemed awards and i'm sure all of america is so 
keen on finding out about because i mean let's be honest they're the hottest team in baseball so uh you know every everyone loves them everyone loves them you know every, everyone's really having a lot of fun with them so brady are you ready are you ready to just ready. kick off this award show let's do it <laughs> all right so let's start with uh let's start with the the byron buxton award for former top prospect that you continue to foolishly believe in uh, it goes into my only nominees. No, I'm just kidding. I was gonna make fun of Profar. If I if I did <laughs> I this names for that in case we wanted to go there. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if we did this like 15 games into the season, I absolutely would have called it the Byron Buxton Award and given it to Jerks and Profar. But he's uh, re- not. I'm not upset about it, but uh, I look foolish uh, complaining about him earlier in the season. He's been fine. The actual award is. Uh, I gave it to an easy one. Uh, the Andrew Cashner Award for most disappointing player. Um, so my nominees, Brady, are Chris Paddock, yeah. Emilio Pagan, yeah. Francisco Mejia, and I don't know if he counts, but Jay Sigler. <laughs> I don't know. Jay I just wanted to put him out there. Just, just toss and turn and see what he, uh, <laughs> you know, if he had any. Uh, what do you think? I think those are the exact three. Um, mm-hmm. When I heard the awards beforehand, I went down the list. I went Paddock. I went Pagan. I went Mejia right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to choose one. I think Chris Paddock is probably the obvious answer, the one that most mm-hmm. people would think, especially coming off that rough outing um, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to go Emilio Pagan because mm-hmm. I think his role in the bullpen was so crucial for this team. Um, and he was supposed to be at the front of it. He was supposed to be anchoring yeah. what they said was going to be the league's best bullpen, allegedly. Um, <laughs> and that hasn't happened. And a, a large reason why is because Pagan has not been what he was last year. Right. Um, he had a 2 3 1 ERA in 2019. This year it's at 540, so that's mm-hmm. more than double, which is obviously not great. Um, he walked 13 guys all of last season in 70 innings. This year in 15 innings, he's already walked nine. <laughs> so, yeah, it's you know it's been a rough go. Yeah, his four seamer is down a whole mile per hour. Um, so I don't know. I'm not pitching ninja. I don't know mechanically what's wrong with him, but <laughs> his fastball looks straight. His fastball is getting hit hard. Um, and it's part of the reason why the Padres bullpen has been so disappointing. Yeah, speaking of fastball, like Chris Paddock too. I think you're right that the the easy one to point to is Paddock, but I don't. I'm not saying that I expected him to be bad. I just expected. I, I'm going to give you a comp, and it's not really a good comp in terms of like their actual how they are as pitchers. But mm-hmm. if you if you might be familiar with Masahiro Tadaka of the Yankees, I think a lot yeah. of people probably are. He's on the Yankees, and when the first year he came into the league he kind of just had that one devastating pitch that nobody knew how to fit. And that was his uh, splitter. And for Paddock, it's kind of similar where not the same type of pitch, obviously, but his changeup was like one of the, like I'd say like one of the five best pitches that anyone threw last year at baseball. And it seems like people are adapting. Tanaka has not been nearly as dominant. I mean, he's had some playoff moments, but like, and also this isn't like the worst comp in the world. Tanaka is still a valuable pitcher, but I think that in some ways I thought if he's still going to be rolling out the same two stuff this year, Maybe he'll take a little bit of step step back, have sophomore slump. Emilio Pagan, I mean, this guy wasn't even there's was at one point he wasn't even the primary like closer at all. It was Pabreds and then Yates back when Yates was still you know healthy. <laughs> he was still uh, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was still a thing, <laughs> and he still had like managed to blow four saves. Do you know how hard it is to blow saves when you're not even like it's the closer? Remarkably <laughs> efficient. Yeah, it's a it's really of- hard to do that. So. <laughs> I think that I agree with you 100%. I think it's Pagan. I'm personally with Mejia. I'm on the Mejia bandwagon. I feel like I've noticed people are very 
uh, there were hedges or Bahia over the years. Oh, absolutely. And you can't be in there. Yeah, you can't be. I'm a Mejia guy. My thing is, I feel like he might need just more reps, just whatever. And Austin, I don't want to get into the Austin Hedges thing right now. Um, that He could have an award to his own, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I agree with you. I think it's Emilio Pagan. This is a guy that they traded uh, uh, Margo. Manny Margot for. Manny Margot, yeah. And look, it's not like Manny Margot has been lighting it up. That's the good thing. Um, but it did give away a guy who you felt like could at least play center consistently defensively. And, you know, so it's not the most devastating loss. It's not like they gave up, you know, God forbid, like a top prospect or something like sure. that uh, for him. But it's definitely it's I, I would argue just in general, most disappointing could be bullpen. But I think that uh, Emilio Pagan for sure is would probably be my recipient of this. So we, we agree wholeheartedly for this first award. Go. So we'll congratulations to Emilia Pagan. Who knows? Maybe you can um turn it around. I know this is like the Razzie of uh, midseason awards for the Padres players, but hey, hope you enjoy the award as a sense of motivation. Maybe he has a great second half. Who knows? Because Brady, I don't know if you know this. Everyone I've dogged on this podcast immediately does better the next day. So hopefully uh, Pagan comes back and, you, you know, that's strategically then. There you go. Give us like three bullpen arms that we can trust instead of potentially just two with Rosenthal and uh, uh, Pavre. So yeah, that's, that's, that's it for the first one. Vroom. Vroom. Yes, that's right, everybody. It's been a while, I feel like, since I've done the engine noise. But that engine noise is supposed to signify that I'm talking to you guys about the ultimate great car website. That is rockauto.com. First and foremost, everybody, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and buy your parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whatever you want, uh, whether it's for your classic daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why? Just just take a second, guys, and ask yourself, why would you ch- why would you choose to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just doesn't make any sense, right? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Next award. Okay, so the next award is the let's go with the Taylor Trammell Award for Best Social Media. Okay, so this yeah. one was a little tricky. This one was a little tricky because I didn't know whether to go for like specific tweets. I thought there were good specific tweets, good specific Instagram posts. But I want to start off with just by nominating some accounts and players uh, of the Padres that I thought had pretty good social media accounts. Um, and I feel like we'll we'll have plenty of other suggestions you might have. Number one, I have Tommy Pham only for because he was very entertaining before the season started. Uh, if you guys remember back when the Astros were the biggest story and not, you know, the world ending uh the astros was kind of the biggest story and just how they were cheaters and all this stuff and tommy fam is just doing the clown emoji i was just a fan of it and that's how i began to call him the warlock i know he's hurt right now he's probably not coming back for the rest of the season or regular season i should say um but he's one of my nominees uh i put fernando tatis on here i don't know just solid stuff showing it a little bit i, I want a little bit more though so he's probably not going to be my winner for this but he's just a nominee wants to throw him out there and then lastly kind of a surprise one uh trevor rosenthal there it's it a, it's this is Bingo. recency bias this is recency bias i know but my man's got traded and immediately thanked padres twitter that's got to count for something he's got i laugh every time i see his his tweets 
One, because it's just entertaining to see a guy who seems to be just super jazzed to be on this team. And two, number two, most importantly, his picture makes me laugh. All right. Like, I'm not trying to be mean about it, but just seeing the look <laughs> kind of makes me laugh whenever I see his account. I just like how he's just gone all in. You know, I, I just like that he's gone all in and he's been like, yeah, I'm excited. Hey, guys, which cleats do you think I should wear? Like, he's interacting with the fans. We need some of that. So, yeah, he's my final nominee. What do, what do you think? You got any others? Trevor Rosenthal is my runaway pick. Oh, wow. Um, it's, go. Honestly, to see someone get traded to the Padres and then fully embrace being a Padre <laughs> yeah. is something that I personally have never experienced, right? Um, mm-hmm. So to see him go all in on Padres Twitter, um, it's been kind of awesome to me. Um, the one thing I will say, though, some of the tweets make no sense to me, but people <laughs> like him anyway just because he's engaging on Twitter. Yeah. Kind of like a market inefficiency. It's like he's the only one <laughs> engaging with Padres Twitter, so therefore he's he's kind of the nominee. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to note, on those cleats that he shared, there was an Anchorman reference on there. I don't know how much you know about Anchorman. I've only seen in- the second one, which is weird, okay. I know, but I've only seen the second one. Yeah, so Anchorman, in relation to San Diego, it's kind of a weird dynamic because it's like the only movie that's ever been set in San Diego, like the only big-time budget movie. <laughs> so when when people not from here think of San Diego, they'll recite the same three Anchorman lines. Yeah. And Trevor Rosenthal had an Anchorman line on his cleats, and he got away with it, which is kind of insane to me. Because yeah, it's true. People around here don't really like Anchorman references that much. But because he's Trevor Rosenthal, and he's going to be – you know, the uh-huh. anchor to a Padres bullpen in the postseason, he can get away with an anchorman reference. So I thought that was kind of that was interesting. Yeah, it's it's and the ones with it speaking of ma- not making sense was like the picture he tweeted a day ago where it was like me, you up, hashtag Padres Twitter, dot 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 me and yeah, this kid eating cake. I he also like, posted a, but I loved a it. random video of him striking out Chase Headley like eight years ago, <laughs> which I thought was a little odd. Um, but hey, <laughs> He's like, hey, Padres Twitter, I used, I had good moments against you too, so you better be happy I'm here. Exactly. Um, I'm having a blast with following this guy, uh, and it's and it's 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 important because I wanted to shout this out. There's some other guys that have had decent social media, especially in terms of like, you know, people like you and like my lockdown Padres account. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but like well, just like fans. But I wanted to make it uh, about others. I feel like the fan episode that that's a whole award within itself. There's so many good guys. Uh, I love Friar Phil. He's just a delight. Uh, shout out to him. He followed me the other day. <laughs> he followed me the other day. The same angle in every video. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Gotta get so the lighting much. right, you know? Yeah, it's the same <laughs> angle. I love that dude so much. Love him so much. Shout out to Friar Phil. Um, so yeah, I think Trevor was also so far we're in agreement. Cause I, I think that it says a lot that there's anyone who's exciting on social media baseball. Um, because yeah. what's funny is, and there's, there's a recurring trend. I actually wanted to name this the Sean Doolittle award at first, but I had to make it Padre centric. It's always one of the unfortunate things in baseball just for their marketing. I feel is like the most entertaining people on baseball Twitter, like in terms of players, are never like the star players. <laughs> it's always like Sean Doolittle. No offense, Sean Doolittle, Trevor Rosenthal, uh, uh, Jose Canseco. To be honest with you, that dude makes no sense. <laughs> and he, I love. That's another one that I love. I love Jose Canseco. Um, but it's it's never like you don't have Mike Trout. Mike Trout does the Philly or, or 
uh, with LA emojis, with yeah. emojis like it's never and I, I you know it's 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 got an entertaining value to it but it's never like you know the nba or it's never like uh maybe even football i mean honestly uh there's not as many people it's always like these relievers maybe they're just chilling in the bullpen maybe that's why the they're relievers like, have all the time in the world that's <laughs> they why. have all the time in the world they're just like oh, let me fire off a, a tweet from the about bullpen it. out in center field <laughs> <laughs> just say hey, let me tweet out a, a dumb meme about a kid eating cake why not <laughs> let's do this uh, so yeah, shout out to Trevor Rosenthal. Uh, hope he's really good for the team. Now we move into the ones that I think are going to be less unanimous. I think I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But let's talk about most underrated moment. All right, that is the Matt Holiday Award. Or wait, no, what am I talking about? The Seth Smith Award. I can't read, guys. The Seth Smith Award for most underrated moment. Shout out Seth Smith, random favorite player of mine. Um, Back 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 in the dark days. I, I know I might have given you like PTSD flashbacks with hearing that. Yeah, but, we, don't, um, we don't like to talk about those. <laughs> yeah, um, I know he's a player, but we're talking about moments and stuff here. And I've got some nominees. All right, you ready? So number one, uh, Zach Davies going eight innings against the Astros from a few weeks back. It's one of my nominees. It was a key moment. The bullpen was weary as, as hell. And for him to come in there against the Astros who were red hot. And just give us eight. I know he gave up some runs in that one, but the fact that he went eight, which was the by far the farthest for any uh, Padres starter at that point, um, was super, super great. Uh, Trent Grisham, every time he hits a home run that he throws up the numbers on his hands for fan, whatever yeah. number home run it is, uh, I think that's a little bit underrated. Um, then another one, Tatis stealing third. I don't know if this is necessarily as underrated. We could discuss this, but Tatis stealing third the very next day against the same guy, Jabot. I don't know how you say his name exactly, who, you know, started that whole Tatis 3-0, swing on 3-0 incident. Uh, and for him to steal third immediately the next day, what he has the chance. Um, other nominees, uh, Dardisillo's gif of saying the, you know, the come on in uh, with the Panamican <laughs> thing. Uh, one of my, I, I was watching that too. I was watching the broadcast and seeing him do that. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is going to be a thing I can tell. Yeah. You knew uh, immediately. It was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, immediately, uh, shout out to Dodd. And then this is like a really dumb one to just include, but merch. I feel like there's been a lot of cool merch that I've seen relating to the Padres this year, whether it's like the we're nasty Phil, uh, shirts. I saw those running around. I saw this fun King Fernando shirt, which is like, you know, like the King club card. Uh, but it was Fernando Tatis and stuff like that. I feel like this has spawned like a lot of good merch, Slam Diego, all that type of stuff. So that's a little bit. I don't know if it's underrated uh, exactly, but uh, you know, what do you think? You have any other nominees or anything like that? You went a lot more under the radar than I did personally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my underrated, I say that with air quotes, uh, uh, was the comeback that they had at Coors Field. Um, that was kind of a big moment hmm. when it happened, but I feel like a lot of people hmm. have forgotten about it just because it was. I did. What, I literally forgot about that. Yeah. The season, right? Um, but that game was insane. Um, for those who don't remember, Tatis, he hit the home run with his back against the wall. There was two outs. I think there was two strikes. Right, the home run yeah. It. And then Tommy remember, yes. yard, the very next, the very next AB ends up being the game winner. Um, and I want to say about that too, that was like the only Tommy fam moment that we've had all year. So I yeah. think you can kind of package those together as the course field moment and the Tommy fam moment that we only got one of, mm-hmm. um, so that was going to be my pick. That's a lot bigger scale than, you know, merch, <laughs> for example. <laughs> that was the one that I, I think has not gotten as much press as it probably should have. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, that's a great point. You know, I was watching that uh, with a friend outside on his projector, and they're all watching me stand up and be like, dude, you just started covering the team this year. And I'm like, I know, but like they could be really good this year. And I'm like freaking out. And I think the other another underrated moment of that game, it was also like Kirby Yates giving us a, a not mild, a not so mild heart attack, like closing out the game. I mean, that was just, I was like watching the game. I was like, you got to be kidding me. My friend's like, dude, he's not even that good. I'm like, he was the, like one of the four best relievers in baseball last year. Yes, he is. In theory, of course, we know how bullpens can be. But I was like getting so frustrated. And for Tatis, two outs, was it 3-2? I don't remember. I think it was two strikes. I, 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 th- I think it was two strikes. I don't know I, if I know it was 3-2. Two two, I know for sure it's two outs. But I remember seeing it. I lost my mind. And then fam tacking on. Yeah. I, I agree. That's up there. Um, I say that out of all my nominees, though, I think Davies going eight that would be yeah. uh, that. I just think that there's something about saying because um, everyone remembers it. I feel like the Rockies thing, they'll remember it when they you tell them it's the Tatis game where he homered at like two outs. I think they'll be like, oh, yeah, that was amazing. Right. I think the thing with Davies is we know he's good. But I think for that, there's that bullpen. I think people are forgetting like they used everybody. And for him to come out against the Astros, go eight. They were on fire. I think they won eight in a row heading into the series against us back when we, you know, decided to purchase the state of Texas. Um, basically, <laughs> I think that I'm going to go with Davies on that one with the, the 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 eight innings just because no one had done that yet. And in the, in the, at the moment, because it's like, yeah, Denelson's the ace of the team, but even he hadn't gotten eight innings up to that point. So I'm going to give it to that. But the the Rockies, what is close? And uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, 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 that would I be like my that vote, thing. though. For the... For Davies, I think that was the game when I realized, like, okay, this is not a fluke. This mm-hmm. is like this dude for real. Yeah, this dude is hilarious. He throws eighty-seven miles an hour. When you watch him, it looks like he throws the same sinker every single pitch. But I know it's more than that. But it looks like he does the same thing, and it works. He, he could be him. one of those guys that people catch on to, and he regresses a little bit. But for a guy that was supposed to be your fifth starter, back of the end rotation guy, kind of just fill up innings. Uh, he's been awesome. And even he's even striking out like a decent amount of people too to go. I know he walked four guys yesterday, uh, Saturday against Oakland, but he's just been, uh, or not yesterday, uh, the day before when they won. Um, so he's been really solid. So yeah, that, that would be my recipient, but man, that, the Rockies game, man, it was, those are good times. Those are good yeah. times. Those are good times. Uh, but yeah. And zip, zap, zap, zip, zippy to blue. That is it for part one, guys, of my conversation with Brady Lim on these midseason-ish awards. I hope you are enjoying what you're hearing so far, saving some of the better, more, uh, uh, you know, important, I guess you could say, uh, big-time awards for the second part to keep you guys coming back because that's what we do, everybody. And, hey, just wanted to mention last night's game, uh, Jorge Mateo. Labor Day. It was such a great day for me. Just some personal things in life, too, uh, happened with some of my friends. And also just seeing uh, Mateo coming home on that that uh, hit from Profar, who, you know, very fa- famously, I was saying, was, like, really not good for us back in the day. But he's completely turned around and been one of the more underrated players uh, on the team, if not the most underrated. I mean, he's just been excellent. Uh, and it was great. And it's great that we didn't, you know, waste Denelson Limits' borderline you know, Cy Young quality, I guess you could say, um, start. And who knows? Maybe he is in the, in the running for the Cy Young. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm curious to see how the fans are. If he keeps having starts like this, 
I don't know. We'll have to see, guys. But anyway, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever. Just check it. It is on there, I promise you. Um, follow the show or myself on Twitter, you know, at LO underscore Padres and at Javapeno. And if you guys would be nice, you want to stroke my ego, make me a little bit happier, you can go review the podcast. Give me five stars, five stars only uh, on the iTunes uh, app and whatnot. And uh, until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.